0: Hola, and welcome to Latino Book Chat. I am your host, Cristian Meneses Jacobs. We invite you to participate in our conversations with Latino authors, illustrators, and others who share their insights into the book publishing industry. Ronnie Dukes is a black artist from the south side of Chicago. His first professional artist experience began at Gallery 37 while in high school. Ronnie earned a degree in computer animation in Minneapolis before relocating to Harlem, where he began to paint and exhibit his work. Ronnie created his publishing company, Dukes Comics, with his wife and partner, Dr. E.C. Dukes, who is a writer from New Mexico. She earned a Doctor of Philosophy degree in Rhetoric and Composition from the University of Texas at El Paso and also has degrees in Journalism, Film, Theater, and Chicano Studies. Duke's Comics' first major print project was AWOL Cruz Ochoa, a full color graphic novel available in English, Japanese, and Spanish. Their second graphic novel is Daisy and the Dukes of Chuco, Chuco Juarez War Rally, available in Spanish, German, and soon in Japanese and English. The main characters illustrate challenges BIPOC heroes in the STEM and military fields might face in a futuristic technological borderline culture. Latina Bookshop welcomes Ronnie Dukes and Easy Dukes. Thank you for chatting with us today. Thank you for having us.
1: Yes, thank you so much.
0: Tell us about the title of your graphic novel, Daisy and the Dukes of Chuco,
2: Chuco Juarez World Rally. Sure. Um, It's about a Latina engineer. She's our main character, and her name is Daisy Dukes. And her cousins, her primos and primas, are also Dukes. And so the title is Daisy and the Dukes, meaning her primos and primas, of Chuco. And so in our book, the location is set in the near future, and we consider Chuco to be Chaparral, New Mexico, and El Paso, Texas. And Chuco is also the nickname of El Paso, Texas, because of the Pachuco culture that originated in the El Paso Juarez area. And so the title is Daisy and the Dukes of Chuco, Chuco Juarez World Rally. And so Chuco Juarez World Rally refers to a major international race that Daisy Dukes, who's a race car driver, along with her cousins who also race, this is the international world rally race that they're going to enter at the end of the story in order to bring attention to the nuclear fusion device that they invented and they want to make it available to the whole world.
0: Yeah, I thought it was really interesting the the topic that you guys chose so I wanted to know what inspired you to create this story because I never seen any uh, story that was in the future and with very futuristic technology that you talk about in the
1: novel. So uh, we are um E.C. Uh, and I are the the Dukes of Chuco, as it were, and so we are the real Dukes. Of Chuco. <laughs> and so we're really like trying to to take back or, or or retell that story in a way that we think that it is that is relevant to today. We uh, definitely um, love the the legacy that it comes from, but we are actual Dukes and want to like really just tell the story. And like you were talking about with the technology. We want to inspire uh, the next generation to really take the next step. Um, we are um, based just outside of El Paso uh, in New Mexico. And uh, El Paso is actually the home of Gene Roddenberry, who is the creator of Star Trek. And uh, that is the creator, isn't that interesting?
0: Uh,
1: yeah. he, he's actually yeah. credited with uh, helping to inspire uh, the cell phone and a lot of other really great pieces of technology, uh, including uh, medical scanning technology. Uh, that we are uh, developing to be using um, in remote areas of the, of, of the world. And so that's thanks to his inspiration. And so we really want to inspire that as well. A lot of the technology is, is, is really in research and development at now that's in our book, including bioluminescent streets, haptic uh, holograms, which is a hologram, uh, like a floating image that you can actually touch and feel, Um, And a lot of other really great innovations that not only are just are are great, cool innovations sci-fi wise, but are technologically uh, feasible and also things that are useful in our lives as tools as far as uh, uh, helping us uh, take the next step as opposed to hindering us.
0: That is so cool. So do you have to do any kind of
2: research so that you could write about it? Definitely. We did a lot of research uh, prior to even writing any versions of the script. Um, I especially just wanted to see environmentally what's happening in our area where we live. And Ronnie, he does a lot of research on technology that's currently being researched and developed. And in addition, some of the futuristic scenes that are in the book feature some futuristic actual city plans that the city of El Paso has sort of released to the public, some ideas that they have of proposals, of changes that they want to bring to the city. And so we wanted to incorporate some of those ideas as well in the book. Well, there's a big scene where if you come to El Paso right now and you're in the downtown area, I-10 is under a sort of a highway. And so an idea is to make the highway above a park so that uh, it increases pedestrians and it makes it a more greener environment. And so just ideas like that that the city has to improve our quality of life are some of the inspiration that we used to produce the art and as well as the story.
0: Wow, that is really neat. What a neat idea. I love that. You know, your graphic novel explores several themes like environmental justice, family loyalty, and futuristic technology. So why do you decide to tackle these specific themes in your novel?
2: Sure. Well, our story is about a Latine engineer and race car driver named Daisy Dukes. And she invents a nuclear fusion device that's kinetically charged and constantly recharging itself. Any machine that uses this technology does not need a charge or fossil fuels ever. Mm-hmm. And so in trying to get the invention to the hands of the people, there are some evil oil and gas billionaire <laughs> uh, people who hire henchmen to destroy it because it's a threat to their profits. And so... We wanted to touch on some local issues that are happening in our community. There's been a lot of activism recently, especially around environmental issues and uh, just around the world we there's just a great concern about what's happening, and so we wanted to incorporate that into our story so that readers can be inspired to care about what's happening in their communities and that other future artists can figure out ways to incorporate uh, real life into, you know, the art that we create so that it brings awareness and a higher consciousness in order to just create a better, more positive society.
0: Yeah, I thought it was really interesting, especially now, I think it's very relevant. I think we've seen this summer, like terrible storms, uh high very high temperatures like i live in arizona and it's been so hot oh my god we had like 31 days non-stop of over 110 degrees wow. you know so it's been pretty bad yeah so i think you know that is so true it's very relevant yeah, we also
1: wanted to so i definitely agree with literally you. literally the fact that all of these solutions are complicated we have a lot of really complicated problems, like with our environment, but that our environmental complications are connected to other issues that will have to be dealt with simultaneously. Um, and so that's what we wanted to show is it's possible to think of all of these things at once possible, too.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Ronnie, your artwork is amazing. How do you develop your style? And were there some artists that were an early influence on you?
1: Well, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much. What a high compliment. I really appreciate that. First of all, um, yeah, I definitely have a lot of uh, inspiration uh, for art. Uh, two main inspiration, really. Uh, one is Rumiko Takahashi. Uh, she is a writer and uh, graphic novel illustrator from Japan. And the the issue or the um, the 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 work that she did that I really fell in love with was called Ranma One Half. And it was a great story and it had a lot of flow. It was black and white, but it really taught me a lot about the body uh, because of the way that she illustrated it. And my second biggest inspiration, probably especially currently is Lassan Thomas. Uh, He is a animator who works on uh, animations such as the Boondocks, the Avatar, uh, Avatar Korra, and other like really kind of like, uh, mainstream animations, but he brings a, um, a really great black perspective to anime, even though not all of his characters are, um, are, are people of color, but when he does people of color, I feel, as a person of color, I feel like they're presented in a, in a, in a very positive way and uh, in a way that I'm proud to see them. And so they are my huge inspirations for the, the work that they do. But as far as the coloring and things like that, I really try to make things uh, come together organically as much as possible. Um, I try not to take direct inspiration from anyone. Uh, I've been told a a few times at a few different conventions that my work is reminiscent of Tank Girl, uh, which I think is a really huge compliment. So thank you for everyone who said that. (laughs) But yeah, that's, that's my main inspiration. I really wanted it to be exciting. And I have my degree in animation. Uh, 3D animation, in fact. And so that really gave me a lot of insight into illustration and painting. And so whenever I draw now, especially illustrating uh, graphic novels, I really wanted to have that sense of motion. So it feels as if you're watching, especially because of the way uh, EC writes the script, it feels like a film. And so I wanted it to feel like you're actually looking at stills from an actual film.
0: Yeah, it definitely shows. And the details are amazing. They really are. Very impressive work that you guys have done. And Easy, how do you end up writing the story? Tell us about that.
2: I wanted to feature a Latina as a protagonist, someone who's mixed race, a mestiza, who is representative of the area that we're from and who is also representative of myself as a Chicana, a mestiza. And I wanted to feature a inventor, someone who is involved in Uh, creating technology. In our first book, we featured a military soldier, a Latina soldier who leaves the military temporarily to look for her brother that's been kidnapped. And so she's trying to find him before the military police arrest her. And that is representative of, again, the area that we, we live in. We're near Fort Bliss, which is the second largest army base in the country. And so here in the El Paso area, it's normal to see Military soldiers dressed in fatigues in public settings. And so I really wanted to bring something fresh, a new perspective of a Latina in a major role who's, you know, creating technology that's going to help the community. And I also wanted to feature just the landscapes of where we live. And I also love to create ensemble casts or groups of people. (laughs) So I like to have that, you know, a lot of characters that make up a family. And so we call our book sort of like a mix between Fast and Furious and cyberpunk video game. And, And so there's a lot of different characters that are all part of the story, and they each play an important role. And ultimately, they're all trying to help the Duke's family to come out with honor, even though they're being criminalized by corrupt local people and, and police that are working with them. And so we just wanted to bring something fun and an adventure and something that featured car culture, but that also had inspiration for readers to think, hey, I can invent something like any of us can invent technology at any age, you know, that can help to improve our our quality of life. And so we target readers that are ages 10 and up. And we also teach young people that are in those ages between 10 and 18. And uh, we wanted to especially inspire them to be creative, innovative, and to know that with their art and their writing that they can make a difference.
0: Yes, and I really love that. Your Daisy character, you know, she's badass. Thank you. She really is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, well, Maria. The,
2: the motto of this family—they take a lot of inspiration from General Zapata. Their car is called the General Z. It was a revolutionary uh, soldado, you know, in the Mexican Revolution mm-hmm. in the early 1900s. And their motto is: they rather rather die on their feet than to live on their knees.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I remember that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, she is awesome. You know, I love that girl, and I hope that she becomes an inspiration mm-hmm. to many girls who shy away from subjects like science and math. Exactly, and and maybe inspire those who are really good at it and say, "Hey, you know, maybe I can do something like Daisy."
1: Exactly, it doesn't take a, a large corporation uh, or a job nine to five in order to create invention um and and Daisy was is hopefully proof of something like that or at least an illustration of something like that.
0: Yeah, that's so that's so true. I love that. People say that a good husband and wife team mm-hmm. is hard to find. But you guys seem to work really well together. Thank you. Thank so you. tell us about your cooperation. What made you decide to join forces and work together as a
2: team? Yes, yeah, so my background is in writing and all of my academic disciplines that I've ever studied have, have all been in writing. And so my passion and my lifetime goal is to be a writer. And Ronnie has always been an artist and his lifetime goal is to create images that inspire imagination. And for a long time, especially when we were living in New York City, specifically in Harlem, we were sort of working individually in our own art forms and kind of struggling, right? Me trying to make films and Ronnie trying to... Make uh, paintings, he was an exhibiting artist, and so he had a lot of large paintings and Living in New York City, we had a very small space and and It was just a struggle to try and you know raise financing for films. so finally, we just said, "Why are we struggling when we can just be a team and join forces and create a product that incorporates both of our disciplines and so graphic novels is the solution. It incorporates my storytelling and my skills as a writer and it features the artwork of Ronnie
1: Dukes. Absolutely. It really does.
2: That is that yeah. I think that's yeah. just perfect.
0: That you guys came to that conclusion it works. It makes Thanks. sense. So Ronnie, you know, is it hard to communicate your ideas and give each other feedback during the creative process? Can that be challenging? How do you guys approach
1: that? Sure. Well, luckily, uh, we've been working together for um, quite a few years now. Elvira's first uh, place in undergrad, I was the art director. And so we really do have a a second language when it comes to talking visually and and conceptually speaking, um, which I'm really grateful about. It's a blessing, really. But I think that uh, the fact that we have a really open, uh, critical communication is really key like we know how to uh, criticize each other's work in a way that is really helpful and so um i think that elvita is my biggest art critic but i'm so happy and, and grateful that i have that in my life because as an artist it's really difficult to have anybody criticize or tell you to change something or anything like that but i think that elvita is really great at expressing to me like why, you know, things uh, will be better. And, and they 100% of the time, it always ends up being better um, because uh, she has a great eye and I really respect that. And so I think that us having open communication is the best.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably like something like the fabric, right, of this relationship. That's the basis, uh, that good communication and that respect for each other's work.
2: Yes, and I would add uh, trusting I would add that we trust each other's skills and just like on any team like when you're directing a film you hire people you hire other artists to work on your team and you expect them to to know what their role is for example if you hire a lighting designer it's because they're qualified and they're professional and they already know how to do that so as a director you kind of have to just you have to trust the people that you are working with and trust that they come with a lot of experience and expertise. And both Ronnie and I are highly qualified in our fields. And so I trust, you know, his eye and and his vision for creating visuals. And, um, and so really, I come in at the end when he's pretty much done with an image, and I might just have a few minor comments or no comments at all, because I trust his work. And I know it's always going to be great.
1: Exactly, and we're both always trying to get better and and really perfect the things that we do do that we that we do create, and so it's always better one project to the next.
0: My understanding is that Duke's Comics is an independent publishing company, so what are some of the challenges or benefits of working as a self published independent comic creator? Can you tell us about that?
2: Yes, so we are in international small press and studio based in New Mexico. And so we ourselves are already multilingual, and that is something that we wanted to incorporate in our company, which is to be multilingual. And so the German edition of Daisy and the Dukes of Chuco premiered at the Leipzig Book Fair Manga earlier this year. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you. And the Spanish edition will make its world premiere in November in about two months at the Guadalajara International Book Fair. Oh, you're going. Oh, my God. I'm so jealous. (laughs) Yes. It's our first year going there and we're just super excited. And so we've been touring all year promoting this book that just was published in January of this year. And we're going to end it in Guadalajara with. Uh, new editions of all of them, uh, English and Spanish of Daisy and English and Spanish of A wall because uh, we're completely sold out of our stock, so everything is gonna be a new print run with new covers so and so it's all collectible work. Oh wow,
0: that is so exciting, you guys. Oh my God, I'm excited for you. That's awesome. yeah. So what keeps you guys motivated and inspired as graphic novel creators?
1: I was just going to say that um, we have a lot of stories to tell. Um, Elvira has a lot of stories and we have a lot of inspiration and uh, we really want to uh, help to inspire uh, a next generation and also uh, just leave a really positive mark.
2: Yeah. And I would just say, you know, being, especially here in the Southwest, we're not a major publishing city, like as, as if we were, you know, on the West, the North West coast And so, because we're not a, we're in an area where there's not a lot of comic books publishers, it forces us to work fiercely independently. And it also inspires us to teach what we know to younger comic book enthusiasts so that the creative community of El Paso can continue to thrive in the future. And so, one of the things that we do is we're teaching artists and we teach comics art and story creation at the El Paso Museum of Art Art School. And that gives us the opportunity to train students in comics creation, but also to be entrepreneurs, so that they can learn the business of being an artist, so that by the time they graduate from high school, they're already little business people, you know, uh, young entrepreneurs creating their own work and, and sharing it with the world.
0: Well, what an amazing work you guys are doing. That is really, really commendable. That is awesome. What is the reaction of the public, your readers?
2: I would say that, um, for example, our first real experience with dealing with the public and not sure, not sure knowing how uh, people were going to receive the work was when we went to Tokyo Comic Con with uh, AWOL, Cruz Ochoa, and it was in, in Japanese. And so one, you know, our Japanese is not fluent. And so we just wondered, like, are, how are we going to connect with with people that are majority speaking a different language, Japanese? But we were so happy to learn that they were called to our booth because of the artwork. We had a nice, beautiful banner with artwork from AWOL and the artwork because of the style, which is sort of anime manga, uh many people came to the table just because of that. And then once we started talking and telling them where we were from, which a lot of times we would say we're from the United States, from the southwest border region, they would immediately say, ah, Mexico. Like, they understood Mm -hmm. what the border region meant. It's something that they see in the news. And so they were just immediately felt connected to the art, to the book and the story. They also appreciated the translation. They uh, gave us a lot of positive comments about the translation. Uh, we worked with someone who was a native of Okinawa, who lived in El Paso for a short time. And so she was very familiar with the Chuco culture. And so she did a wonderful translation for us. And so when people started reading the book, they knew, OK, a lot of care and time was put into this product and it shows. And so they would immediately embrace it. And I would say the same has happened with the second book, Daisy and the Dukes of Chuco, many people are just excited about the artwork. And then once we start talking about the stories and the characters, that's what makes them want to get their own copy and, and get the book. And so it's it's been positive. And uh, fortunately we've been able to interact with audiences that are diverse um, of all cultures and languages, even in Germany. And uh, and now we're about to head to Guadalajara. And so I'm really excited with uh, the diverse range and ages of people, both male, female, you know, all just everyone has uh, given us great feedback.
0: What a fantastic journey you guys are on. That is. So you prepare a scene from your book to read. Tell us about it. In this
2: scene, Daisy Dukes is introducing her new technology that she invented to her colleague, who's also a mechanical engineer, Lily. And so she's describing what it does and how it's made. And by the end of the scene, they also realize that they're being surveilled by the local police who want to destroy their technology because they are working with corrupt billionaires that want to Destroy their invention because they see them as a threat to their profits.
1: The General Z. Man, I've missed you.
2: Check it out Siva Juice, my dad's tech works. What does it do? No gas or charging needed, ever. With this, any mechanism can create its own power, like the General Z. It's a 24 stage lithium ion power supply with a micro cold fusion casing. The kinetic energy from the engine keeps the fusion reactor going, which constantly charges the ions. And there is no degradation, ever. Infinite cycles. I just need you to print me out a kinetic adapter, a new casing for the engine component, and a new cooling system. You got it. I wish my dad was here to see it
1: work. So does this mean you're going to use your dad's old spot in the Waters World Rally?
2: I'm thinking about it. The top prize is up to $10 We could use that money to make Siva Juice market-ready. It's the only way we're ever going to make a real difference. The best part is the Siva Juice is stackable. Theoretically, each one should multiply the horsepower of whatever it's in.
1: Hmm. We should reinforce the body so the General Z doesn't rattle apart, at least until we know what we're dealing with. Agreed. Well, he ain't handsome, but he's ready to roll. Just be careful with the exposed coolant feed from the old gas tank.
2: You mean the coolant tank, Lily. We haven't used gas since my quinceanera.
1: And for that, Chucos finest labeled us criminals and put a target on our backs.
2: As General Zapata said, I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. You know we got company, right? Eyes up.
1: I'll send out a few decoys and catch up to you. Local backup needed on my position in the Chaparral Barrio of Chuco. I've got a vehicle with multiple violations and known warrants. Be advised, suspect is using drone decoy tech. Activate your infrared scanners.
0: Oh, yes. I would like some Siva juice, you know. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yes.
0: Right? Yes. Imagine yes. If that technology, we can really accomplish that. That would exactly. be so revolutionary.
1: Yeah, that would be the ideal.
0: So tell me, what specific message you want to convey to your readers through your graphic novel?
1: Well, um, I think we really, especially just want to, from my perspective, uh, especially, uh, want to inspire. Uh, Want to get people really excited um, about this family and the fact that they are brave in the face of imminent danger. Uh, But that doesn't stop them from doing what they know is right. And so we want to inspire not only to be bold in that sense, but also to be Uh, not be afraid to be technologically advanced. Don't shy away from education um, and embrace uh, all of the different things that are coming to change our lives, Uh, like uh, all of the different uh, new jobs that we'll have, uh, where computer coding and and things like that, that we see as something that is very specialized might be a lot more common um, because it will help us uh, individually as opposed to trying to make products that are uh, for the world
0: yeah that's something I really love about your characters Mm -hmm. that they they don't give up you know they know that what they're doing is the right thing to do and they're not afraid of standing up to like this big corporation or these corporate bullies I love that about the characters yeah
2: yes we want people our readers to know that it's honorable to stand up for your community and people who are more vulnerable than you. And so if you have the strength and the power and, and just the knowledge to lift up your community, we want to inspire you to use all those skills to help shape the world and to just improve our quality of life for (laughs) everyone. Yeah, that's wonderful.
0: Should we be expecting a second uh, a follow up you know of the novel because well, right i was, i was I was left like one thing more, I want more. what's gonna happen? Tell me
2: <laughs> right now we're currently working on the animated version of the graphic novel. Ronnie's background is in computer animation, and so we're taking that next step, and in the meantime, I'm also writing our two next graphic novels. Under different titles, one is a horror genre, and the other is magical realism. So Ooh. our fans and readers can expect fun and exciting new projects coming as soon as next year. Oh, that sounds exciting. Well, you have to let us know, okay? <laughs> Definitely they can you know anyone can follow us on our website dukescomics.com.
0: The book is Daisy and the Dukes of Chuco: Chuco Juarez War Rally by Easy Dukes and Ronnie Dukes. If you follow Latino Book Chat on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, please support the show by leaving a positive review on your favorite streaming platform. Your support allows us to continue bringing to you the stories of our people told by amazing Latinx authors. And check out the books featured on the podcast at Nuestra Tienda at our online store at nicagal.com. Egal from Nicaragua, nicagal.com, N-I-C-A-G-A-L.com. Ronnie and Easy, thank you so much for chatting with us today on Latino Book Chat. It has been a pleasure to have you both on the show.
2: Thank you so much. It was an honor and a pleasure talking with you.
1: Thank you so much for having us.
2: Thank you for joining us today. Visit us on
0: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at latinobookchat.com. Please subscribe on your favorite platform. Whatever you're listening to us today, please give us a positive review and as many stars as possible. Sharing the show will help it grow and continue to come to you. Thank you for your support. Hasta pronto. Latino BookChat is a production of Nicaragua Media. Today's episode was hosted, produced, and edited by Christian Meneses Jacobs.